Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two, Mo Money, Mo Problems of the She's Gotta Save It podcast. How are you doing, ladies? Good. Cheers. Hey, y'all. What are we drinking? All right, I'll I'm start. I'm drinking. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. So I'm drinking a Black Girl Magic yes, Mimosa. Black Girl Magic. With some how how is their champagne? I haven't had their champagne. I love their wine. Ooh, so this was actually a gift to me for my birthday. So I'm just popping it open. Special occasion, episode two. I love that. Right. I haven't tried the Black Girl Magic yet. I need to get on it. Yes. Yes. They have really good wine. What are you drinking, Jim? All right. I got me a little uh, mimosa here, but you guys know I like to start with a little shot. So I got my shot of Tito's. Why didn't you let us know? I was thinking about taking shots and I was like, I'm probably going to be doing the most. Ah. Thought you knew me by now, shawty. Did and I, I was this close of getting a shot. Huh. Okay. Anyway. What you drinking, Raven? I made a whole craft of mimosa <laughs> with, you know, fat-free orange juice. Okay. That's uh, okay. Just, just a little Andre. And I'm going to get me a shot. I'm going to text my husband right now so I can bring me some Ciroc. Perfect. All right. Once he brings it, we'll take our shot. But let's get into it, ladies. Yeah. All right. So, so excited for this episode. It's all about student loans, um, which is obviously huge for us, especially our generation. Um, so this is going to be a great episode. I can't wait to talk about all the details and just spill. But first, before we get into that, let's get into our glows and grows, ladies. Since the last time we talked, how are we, how are we doing on our glows and grows? Corbin. Starting with me. Okay. Yeah. With you. So I, I want to tell my life uh, glow. I got engaged. We're crazy, y'all. Never in a million years. So that's a life glow for me. That's really, really exciting. But my other glow is that um, yesterday I spent three hours doing my taxes on my own. Okay. And I have never done that on my own before. And it was, it took me the full three hours, but I'm proud of myself because honestly, that stuff normally overwhelms me. I will pay somebody to do it, or I'm nervous that I don't know that I'm going to do it wrong, but today I found out it was approved through text. I used TurboTax. It wasn't that hard. So. Oh yeah, TurboTax is not that bad. Okay, yeah. yeah I used oh, TurboTax. Did good. you do it yourself to save money, or why did you choose to do it to yourself this year? Yeah, it was to save money. I've gone and got it paid for before, um, and this is the same place that my mom and my aunts go. It's a black business, and so I always was supporting this place. But I was like, you know, let me try this out on my own. Someone recommended use TurboTax, so I was like, I'll try this out on my own. And it wasn't bad. I, I recommend it, especially if you don't have a lot going on. They say if you have like your own business or if you have a house, it can be a little bit more difficult, but right. I don't have, I don't really have much going on. So I was like, let me just go ahead and, and do this in TurboTax. Yeah, um, my grow. Oh, what is my grow this week? I think my grow is going to be not to move things around in my budget. Okay. That's what, that is going to be my focus this week. Everything, everything's supposed to go, everything going to go. Okay. Okay. I'm going to reallocate stuff. So hopefully next, next time we uh, record, I can say that I've stuck to my budget. All right. We're going to check on you. Thanks. Thanks guys. Cheers. 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 Ravy. Um, my glow is I am now in the low 3000s for my car. Like I can smell the car debt free. Now I'm like, is this close? And my car payment is almost um, like three, no, 450 a month. So mm-hmm. that extra 450 
is going to be amazing to roll that back in my budget, um, yeah. roll it onto student loans. And, but that's also my grow. Um, I need to be more, um, more, I don't know the word I'm looking for, to pay my car payment off fast. Because my goal was June, but like I told y'all last time, I did not do that well in uh, March. So I'm like, nah, nah, nah. So July is my new goal and I need every little bit of money to go towards my car. So I really have to look at my budget and look at these numbers. Cause you know, summertime you getting you out here crazy spending this money. Right. I need to really look and pull whatever money I can to get yeah. this car paid off y'all. So you will so I'll check on me next time. Check on me next All right. time. Cause you know, outside about to open up. So Hello? gotta be, and I- gotta tighten up. We gotta tighten up. Once outside open up, we gotta tighten up. I'm gonna be outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, about you, Jim. All right. So my glow is that husband got a new job. So yes. last month, um, I told y'all that we were down to one income. Um, and so he got a new job. It's a pay increase. Won't he do it? Yeah. Um, so that's a big glow. And I'm gonna count it as my grow as well because. I mean, the name of this episode, more money, more problems. So like now that we're going to have more money, we need to be better about managing it. I want us to double our savings in the next couple of months. And we did pause our debt repayment plan just for one month while he was in between figuring out what he was going to do next. So I'm excited to like put all that money back into my debt repayment plan. I'm not going to lose that much time. We're going to be right back on track. So glow and grow in one. I say we take a shot to that. Okay. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. I'm getting mine now. Okay. Well, uh, wow. I just, the whole time. I got jealous. I but I didn't. I was like, oh wait, did Ray just get a shot in the can? Let me go ahead. I, said, I was getting a shot. I sent a message. Appreciate our men, right? For like just that quick text. Bring me a shot real quick. And they're on it. All right. Yeah. You, no questions asked shot. either. He didn't say any like why, Raven. He was just like, Right. We're not going to talk about what time we're recording, what time of day. It doesn't matter. It ain't none of your business. All right. Okay. So ladies, we're all about student loans. I think we each have very interesting stories when it comes to student loans. Um, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate as well. And this is obviously a hot topic as well, as far as like politics and loan forgiveness and all that good stuff. So what we can do is each talk about our loan story, but then Corbin, queen of debt payoff. We gonna mm. talk about your process, aka the struggle. <laughs> everything <laughs> you did to actually get rid of that student loan debt. Okay, all right. Um, so let's get into it. I'm gonna start. So I was ridiculous. Like you guys remember the refund check? Yes, Lord, those are great. They came Hello? in. <laughs> I was living for a refund check. You know when they would be like, "How much do you, how much do you need?" Right? How much all extra? Of all of it. All of it. Max. All of it, and a little extra on top. Like I, my parents. I don't know. We'll talk about you guys' stories, but both of my parents went into the military, so like they didn't have student loan debt. They didn't necessarily go to college. And t- my mom went to college later on. Um, my dad as well. But like, so they didn't have that experience to tell me like. You're going to have these student loans. They're going to follow you after college, like pay attention to the interest rates, pay attention to this, pay attention. Like they just didn't have the experience so they couldn't tell me. So I was out here in these streets, like give me a couple five, five grand extra on top of what I need so that I can get that big refund check and spend it on some four locos and go into the club. Hello. We have the uh, bottom shelf for nets. (laughs) Bottom shelf for nets. Every weekend. We have the best stuff. It, I mean, look, 
do you I think would, that it's predatory that you could do that, right? That you could- Absolutely, absolutely. I think, I mean, it's also, no one really explained the difference to me between federal and private either. So I left school with a ton of private loans, not understanding that their terms are way different than federal. And so, you know, Sally may try to do a little rebrand, but we know who she is. Girl. We, she is. we see you, Navient. We see that. y'all. We see y'all. Y'all. So I ended up graduating college with like close to six figures of debt. I mean, it's down to around 80,000 now, but like (laughs) I didn't realize that I should have been paying attention to what were the terms? What was the interest rate? What are the repayment options? Like what does income based repayment look like or, you know, service based repayment? I didn't know any of that stuff. So it really wasn't until recently when I was looking at each loan, looking at each interest rate, how long it would take me to pay off. And then you look at it and you're like, this loan is $2,000. This one's 3,000. Like they're not even that big. It's like a bunch of loans, like making up this big sum. And once you actually look at it and break it down, I'm like, all right, I can do this. But before I looked at it, I was definitely one of those people that was like, I'm going to die with these loans. I ain't even going to pay attention to these loans because I'm never going to pay them off. So what's your, what's your, what's your plan to pay them off then? Are you going debt snowball? Are you going debt avalanche? I'm doing snowball because I just need that instant gratification. So I got all my loans lined up. I'm starting with the smallest ones. Um, I know we're going to talk about like his and her debts later on, but I am treating my debt and Matt's debt separately. So I'm focusing on mine for now. And then we're going to tackle his, um, and I will have all of mine paid off by 2023. And by that time, it'll be like nothing to pay his off. So Get free 2023 is So that's where we're at. Um, Raven, tell me, tell us your story. Okay, y'all. I'm going to precursor with this story and say, and say we need don't, shot. don't we judge shot. me, judge your mama. That's all I'm going to say before I tell y'all my love statement, judge your mother before you judge me. All right, but okay. Let's take this shot because it sounds like it's going to be crazy, Raven. It's not crazy. It's just judge your mama. All right. (laughs) Okay. So I too, when I went to college, I had a ton of grants though. I was first generation college student. I mean, I, I had good grades, blah, 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 everything. Like I got a lot of grants going in. So I think, and I also was, since I was first generation, my mom knew nothing either. She was just proud of me that I was going. Absolutely. So it was like, all right, fill up your FAFSA. What's a FAFSA? Let's do this together. But I got all, um, you know, federal loans, no private. So after college, ton of refund checks. I love my refund checks. Like I went to Miami off those checks, but anyways, (laughs) anyways, after college, um, when they hit and it was like, maybe like $43,000 is what I graduated with and, um, loans, I was like, who paying that? And mind you, I didn't go straight to teaching before I, after I left college, like I worked at like preschool and stuff like that. So I was not making any money. I was like, I'm not paying that. Like those loans can die with whoever is going to pay them. But so instead of doing that, I did go on to like income based payments and my income was zero. So like I didn't pay nothing. So here's my story, guys. I have never <laughs> paid a single payment on my loans. Okay. Ever. And still pay, to this day, till this day, um, after I pay my car off, that's when I make my first payment because they're paused right now. What the hell I got to pay? Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. Because they're federal. Day, how long we've been out of college? 
But yeah. before they were paused, though, what were you doing? Just not paying? I, I did income-based for a very long time. Um, and then until I no longer could do income-based because my income went up, then I deferred them. And okay. so, and then I deferred them. I was like, cause I'm not paying, I, cause I truly was, fuck those. They are going to die with whoever dies with them. Like I'm never paying my loans back. And then yeah. I got my life together and I was like, nah, Raven. Um, so recently, very recently, I too lined up my debt and I looked at it and I was like, okay, I can pay this. Like, yeah. so, but the crazy thing is 43 is what I graduated with. They're only 47 right now. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, I can pay that tomorrow. Not really, but, but that's how <laughs> I feel. Seriously, so no. People that's- look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them I have never paid anything on my loans. And I'd be like, that's that is a really good I, point. That's, that's a, like, in terms of, we got the question of, you know, kind of a plan or what are we going to do? What, like, how do you prioritize, especially during this time when they're deferred or, or there's no interest accruing on them? Pay other loans, pay other debt. So I think what you're, what you're doing is perfectly acceptable because if they're not accruing interest, if you only accrued what, $4,000, I I don't know how that, I mean, I I don't, I don't know how it worked. I just think I'm God's favorite, honestly, but I don't know how it worked, but just 40, I mean, I think loans are amazing though. Like that. So the difference with me when I was going to college is my parents, which is interesting now, but they were barely making a hundred thousand dollars combined in income but back then when I was filling out the FAFSA they thought they were balling so I didn't get a lot of federal loans I had to go the private route in order to pay for school but federal loans like the interest rates are so low there's more repayment options like you mentioned deferral, forbearance all of that stuff like if I could tell any young person going into college like if you have to take out loans like try to go the federal route. And we'll talk about refinancing as well. Cause I know Corbin, that's part of your story too. Yeah. Um, but federal but yeah, loans are the way to go. I mean, even I'm going to start paying them off. Like, I, like my car should be paid off in July and I'm going to double the amount, like that 440 and then whatever the minimum payment is, that's what I plan on putting on my car. I mean, my loans, plus all of my extra debt snowball that I've been paying on the car. So again, debt free 2023 is like in the grass because I I know I can pay them like I'm not going to die with them they're going to get paid off in two years but yeah I've never paid a single payment on my loans because fuck those loans but yeah Yeah, and I think even your point of because I'm trying to loop in some of the questions that we got so you mentioned that you got a grant and I think that's really important because the question is you know how do I keep from accruing more loans even as an adult or even with my kid so it's like the fact that you I I tell people now, young people, I'm like, you should be applying for um, scholarships and grants. Like it's your full-time job. Like, it's like, you should do as much as you can. So I love that you got a grant, like real jealous. Every year I got grants. Every single year in college, I got a lot of, I mean, I was applying like crazy because my mom's a single mom of five five girls. She was not like, she, we could not do this. And I'm like, okay. So every year I'm applying for grants, scholarships. I'm getting as much money I can. I'm making sure I'm on the Dean's list, you know? Yeah, I got this for grades and stuff like that. So yeah, every year I was doing that in undergrad. Got it. Yay. Well, once you get into the thick of things, you're going to be steamrolling because you don't even have that much to do. I know. I'm ready. All right. right I'll share my story. Um, so my parents, we, we applied for the Parent PLUS loan. We applied for, it was federal loans. I'm pretty positive all my undergraduate loans were federal loans. It wasn't until I got to grad school that I had one private and then the rest of it was federal. So when I graduated from undergrad, I think I probably had like 60,000, 65,000 in student loan debt. Um, I don't even remember 
I don't remember getting the refund check in undergrad. I don't remember even dealing with a lot of that. I think my mom was dealing with a lot of that, which I should have probably been more in the weeds of what was going to happen because even when that $65,000 hit my account, like you need to pay this off, it didn't even register, right? I'm like, I'm still in la-la land. I'm still yep. like, okay, I got a job. I don't got to pay nothing, right? So then when I went back to grad school, um, I didn't get anything. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I think at first I wanted to, oh, I wanted to take some classes at a community college. Another recommendation, if you can take some prerequisite courses at a community college, you save tens of thousands of dollars just by knocking those classes off first. Yes, so for grad school, I was transitioning into a, a technical career. So I was like, you know what, let me take some of these prerequisite classes at a community college. And so my brother actually took out a loan. He co-signed for my loan which shout out to him because I, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that with somebody else. Shout out to all the co-signers. All right. I was my mama, my daddy, my uncle, my cousin. I, I was everybody to co-sign for me. Cheers <laughs> to the co-signers because y'all probably shouldn't have did that. But <laughs> Y'all some real ones. Co-signers y'all some, real ones. y'all some writers. <laughs> so my brother co-signed and then I got bruh. My grad school student loans is what tipped me over the iceberg. By the time I finished that, I was, you know, well over six figures in student loan debt. I was getting every refund check, bought my car with that refund check, um, (laughs) moved into my own apartment with that refund check, got a bag with that refund check. I was doing everything with the refund check. And because I still did not know what this, like, just did not have the knowledge of what would happen after the fact. So um, once I got out of grad school, that's when... I was like, what is this? What is this number? Like this, this is crazy. So that's when I did financial peace university at my church. That's when I organized all my debts. And I didn't have a lot. I mentioned last episode that I only had student loan and car debt. So I really did organize my debt from um, my, I did the debt snowball method. So my smallest Mm -hmm. debt was that debt that my brother co-signed on that loan. And I paid that off within like a year of him giving it to me. So he was hype. He was like, wow, okay. Like she, 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 yes. knows I can trust her. So I paid that one off and then my car went next and then all my student loans. Um, I can't remember the exact number that was because by the time I hit the interest, it was the 130,000 number. The interest. But, yeah, that, that interest. So what I did, I did the debt snowball. So I could, like Jasmine was saying, all yours was broken down into that like 5,000, 6,000, 13,000. So I actually took all those smallest, no, by that point, and this is another question that we got. um, By that point, after I'd paid off two loans, you realize like I'm in it, right? After you start doing this, I'm I'm in the game. I'm, I, I can pay off this debt. So by the time I got to that third big student loan number, even though they were in smaller pieces, I went interest. I organized them by interest because uh, I, I'm already on a mission. I'm already on like, okay, I'm on one. We, we paying off these loans. So when I looked at those individual ones, I did those by interest and um, that was great. And then somebody mentioned refinancing to me. Never heard about refinancing before. Someone's like, oh no, you can refinance your loan. I don't even remember who it was. This was in 2019, January 2019. No, pandemic was what, 2020? So this was January 2020. January 2020, I was hyped. I knew that like my my federal student loans interest rate were like 6%, um, around 6 to 7%. So 
I got a quote to refinance them. And you can, you everyone can do this. You can get a quote to how much it'll cost to refinance your loan. So I got a quote to refinance my student loans in January, 2020 out of federal into private. Cause that's all I had left was private. But what's the biggest lesson when refinancing? Um, refinance your federal loans. loans. Yeah, in terms of student loans, right? In other cases, a house, whatever. But if we're talking about student loans, if they're federal, I would not recommend refinancing. Absolutely, them. right. No matter like how much interest they are, especially in this day and age with um, Biden and his plans like to forgive student loans, right? All yeah. the benefits that we've already talked about. You can pause your federal loans. Um, Wells Fargo don't care about you pausing. They There's don't care. Tomorrow. No, they, they don't. don't. Care. There's no pause. So yeah. if, if you have federal student loans, even if the interest is high, and I think everyone kind of understands that now because it's like you look around your friends who have tons of private loans, interest still hitting, right? Yeah. But your federal loans, right. they've been paused. Yeah. Um, I will say this, there are some federal loans, uh, especially I think it was they're much uh, the generation ahead of ours that they didn't actually pause them. So a lot of those people are really concerned of whether or not they'll get that 10,000 or 50,000 in loan forgiveness because they didn't pause theirs during the pandemic. So there's That's some student loans that weren't paused. That um, were federal? That were federal, yeah. Oh, but it's not, and it's, it, I think the year it's like, if you took out federal student loans before 2009 and it's a certain kind of loan, a certain kind of federal loan, that ain't right. That ain't right. It's really sad. Yeah. So I refinanced mine January pandemic hits in March and <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. So y'all are paying interest. Y'all don't have to yeah. interest. And at that point, it's like, you know what? I'm already in the game. Like I said, like I was already steamrolling. Yeah. I already had a so payoff. Refinancing so let's break it down. Refinancing makes such a big difference though. Cause I also refinanced my private student loans and like my monthly payment went from like, literally I kid you not, I'm not even exaggerating paying 700 a month in student loans refinanced and got it down to like 400. Right. Because you're consolid consolidating all of your loans and hopefully like getting one better interest rate versus like the high interest rates and et cetera. So like refinancing, it can seem daunting to some people, but it really is a good way to look at if you're looking into debt repayment and you have a lot of private loans, like look into different. And who did you refinance through Corbin? Ooh, let me find that. Let me find okay. that. Um, I refinanced through Wells Fargo, okay. um, but <laughs> there's like SoFi and like other places as well. Um, so you can like shop around and figure out who's going to give you like the Earn best it. offer. As far I definitely as want to say that, like shop around. Do not yeah. just go to one place and no, make sure you look around y'all. Like you got to do your research. Yes. Yeah. I refinanced mine through um, Ernest and okay. they were, I, I think after I did my research, I did comparisons of what would give me the lowest interest rate. And I think, you know, we're our, this episode is specifically on student loans, but I think that refinancing goes for many other things, like even right. trying to help my mom refinance her house. You yeah, know, I'm in that process right now. Yeah, so it, it it can be beneficial. And Jasmine, your emphasis on, is it a private loan? Federal loans at this point, at this day and age, leave them alone, but keep paying on them, right? Yeah. Someone asked that question, what do I do right now? Well, when you're, <laughs> if, if you're at that point in the snowball, if you're at that point of repayment, if that's your only loan, pay, yeah, pay as much as you can. Um, and I, for me, <laughs> a question that I got was, um, am I upset? For me, I'm not upset. That's I, a good question. Huh? That's a good question. question. 
it was a good question. I, you know what? Multiple people, multiple people have reached out and asked me, asked me that. And I'm like, I'm really not upset because it like, it just is what it is. That number was so big and it was, it's a relief. It's a weight lifted off my shoulder. And I'm the type of person that like, I like to like check, check stuff off my list. So to say that I did that on my own, I'm, I'm fine Absolutely. with that. And I think a lot of people are like, you know, what if we just hold out and like wait for Biden to forgive student loans? And it's like, I mean, he might, let's say in a perfect world, he forgives 50,000. I think a couple of us can say we got more than 50,000 in student loan debt, right? So like you should still be planning to pay it off. And like, if that happens, it's just a bonus. But like, why wait, you know? Why yeah. hold out for something that might happen when yeah. you can like take control, get on a plan and live our best lives in a couple of years when we're debt free? And I was thinking that too, when people were like, especially in teaching or service careers like they're like well you just teach you know this type of school for five to ten years and you get them you might get them repaid ain't no might I'm not waiting for nobody to forgive me in 10 years when I can pay these off in three so like that's how I feel with Biden like I if he does great if they're not paid off by 2023 and he does it awesome I'm gonna be happy woohoo but if not I'm not waiting for you to forgive me why wait those years yeah. it could be done I'm not doing it I think, and so the percentage, I, I don't have the number on me, but the percentage of people that actually get loan forgiveness in the past, especially in teachers, especially those that teach in like low income areas is extremely low. Very low. Millions of teachers. There's millions of teachers, only like a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand have actually gotten that forgiveness. It's really, it's a really, really low number. My friend just got it. And you got to make sure your paperwork is like, I mean, you have to make sure you do all of the steps and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you miss one step, it's done. And you, you spent five years, maybe teaching somewhere you don't want to teach just to hope and pray you get forgiven. You could have got those paid off in five years. So that's yeah. just how I thought about it. Yeah, my best friend, she's a teacher at a charter school and she thought she was in like the public service forgiveness, whatever, but she like two years, she thought she was in it and she had to actually like transfer her loans to someone else in order to qualify and like didn't even know it. So just imagine if you're like working for 10 years, thinking that you're about to get your stuff repaid and you needed to do a transfer, like some other technicality, right? Right. And then you don't get it. So it's like, take control of it. It seems like a lot, but it's worth it in the end. So Corbin, like once you, you said you looked at your loans, you looked at the interest, you started to repay it. Once you got into the process though, tell us about that. Cause it took you two years. So like, how was it as you were paying it off before you started paying it off? Did you just have like hundreds after your paycheck that you were just like blowing at brunch? Like how did you find the money to pay your student loans yeah, off? First of all. Okay. So to be completely transparent, it's sacrifice. Okay. A lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of no, right? Um, I, I feel, you know, you, <laughs> so everybody gets information differently. I think for me, someone said, I can't even remember if it was a podcast that I listened to. Someone was like, you're broke, right? You have a negative net worth. You need to recognize you're broke. And mm -hmm. that worked for me. Okay. It yeah. may not work for everybody else, but you need to realize, honey, you're broke. Okay. So <laughs> sit, but sit your behind down. <laughs> sit your behind Damn, down Marvin, why you gotta why you gotta talk about it it made that work it made that work for everybody <laughs> it works for me i'm a broke bitch i know i'm a broke bitch keep going keep going i'm so, sitting my broke so, ass down right I, I needed to hear that i need and i need to tell myself that too <laughs> right i told myself that so I was living by myself at first. I live in the DMV area. It's really expensive to live by yourself. Okay. Majority of my paycheck was going to rent. 
And I, y'all know this. I was like, you know what? I'm going to move back home with my mom. I'm 25. I'm like, you know, I'm independent. I've got my booze. I don't want to be living at home, but I, I was on such a mission. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to move in with somebody. So I got a roommate that saved a lot, a lot of money. And even during this process, I ended up moving in with my partner, which saved even more money. So that to be transparent, cut, cut down your spending. I used to have serious in my brand new BMW. I used to have serious radio cut that. Okay. We're not doing no extra serious. You're going to plug in your little Spotify in the car or you're going to listen to the radio. Okay. I mean, the serious stations are good though. I don't have serious, but I took a trip with my dad recently and he has serious and I was like, damn, the music is hitting. Not when you're broke. Okay. <laughs> you can't afford it. You can't yeah. when you're a broke bitch. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then, okay. Groceries. This one, I talk to people about all the time. I shopped when I lived by myself, I shopped at Aldi. I was very faithful. Look, your grocery bill, my grocery bill would be like 30 to $40 by myself. And it was Aldi. I know people have their experiences with it, but when you're broke, okay, you eat ramen, you're at Aldi and you're okay with it because you, you know that in a couple of years, I'm not going to be eating. I'm not going to have to have to shop here. Right. Yeah. Like I will have more options. So I did that. I used to have a gym membership. Uh-uh. You know, I am like in my apartment gym. I'm working out outside. Like I'm doing little YouTube videos. Like I tried to cut as much. I didn't cut cable. I tried to cut as much as I possibly could from like um, my budget. There was events that I didn't attend. There was trips I didn't attend. There were, and, and that's just me personally, right? Yeah. I think if you budget, you can do whatever you want. But me personally, I was so determined and I get laser focused on stuff. So I'm like, I'm not doing stuff. And I do, there are some relationships that I feel bad. And I, this is another recommendation. When you're paying off debt, find alternatives, find fun things that you can do for free with people. Right. Because I think a lot of my relationships suffered because I was a no man. I was like, y'all, somebody say, you want to go out? Nah, I'm, yeah. I'm broke. Okay. I felt no type of way. No worries. Cause I was also, <laughs> I'm also on the same journey. So I'm like, Cool. I don't want to go. I mean, it. it's different when your friends are in the trenches with you, right? We're right. Like, oh, I need it, sis, because I need to sit my ass at home too. Yeah. Right. You want to do this? No, actually, I don't. Come over. Right. Come over. Because I can't afford it. But no, I remember like maybe 20, it had to be 2019 pre pandemic, but y'all were like, if it ain't in my budget, like, oh, we're getting together in a couple months. Okay, I'm gonna write that in my budget. But if it ain't in my budget, like, we ain't doing it. And I was right. just like, okay. You know me. I'm like, <laughs> you gotta give me six months advance notice so I can I can budget once or each month because I cannot be doing it. And I even had her cash. Like, look, this is in my little envelope. Right, right. I had the envelope that said. Now, now I got a now I got a cash wallet, but we need to talk about like the little section of wallet. Um, but Corbin, I think what you're saying and what you were doing, it goes further in student loans guys like this is what you do for student loans but this is also what you're doing when you're in a thick of paying off debt when you're budgeting you need to you need to decide what you have to cut I ain't got no cable you know like we got food at home uh so like you really have to cut things and especially when you're budgeting especially when you have a goal you need to get intense you need to focus and just say no sometimes and some friendships will suffer some relationships will suffer but like people who understand will understand and that's how right. I feel about it that, that's a good point and I'm gonna on my family like has stuff to say about it, right? They were joking, they're like, Corbin is so cheap. I, we go out to eat, I got my little coupon. Hello, <laughs> I, they were like, where do you want to eat? Okay, well, I got a coupon to XYZ. So we're going to where yeah. my coupon, like that, unless somebody's going to pay for me, right? Yeah. Um, 
there there's weddings, baby showers I missed out on. And I do at times feel bad about that. Right. Because, but that's just the mindset that I was in. And I'm grateful now because I think people in my life know, okay, it's coming now. I'm, I, I now feel that I can give more than I could have given during that short period of my life. It's so a now that you're on the other side of it and you did sacrifice so much, like, do you feel like it was worth it? Like, do you feel like this was Ooh. worth the sacrifice and all those no's to get to where you are now? A thousand percent. It's a peace yeah. of mind, right? It's yeah. a peace of mind. And we are, we are transparent on this podcast as much as we're comfortable, but I was sending five to $6,000 in student loan debt every month. That's yeah. a lot of money. That's a, That's lot, a of lot of money. That's a lot of bags. That's a lot of stuff. Can you send me a hundred? No. <laughs> maybe, you cash at me real quick. <laughs> so, but the, this is the thing. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I, something I didn't mention is that because I was following Dave Ramsey's um, financial piece, I wasn't investing. I was turning my 401k on and off. This is really, really important. Um, now I feel a little bit different about it because I think you can invest and pay off your student loan. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Your 401k is free money, right? At the end of the day, that's free money that you're leaving on the table. So, and the amount that I, even to max out my 401k right now, it's not even a lot of money out of that. It's not even that much. Right. So I think that's something that I should also share is that I was not investing. So when people are like, okay, what are you doing now? You're living it up. I'm like, no guys, I have to start saving for my future. Right. I have no, I don't gotta, I, I, I don't have a home. I don't have a house. So I have to start saving for that. I have to start saving for retirement. So that's where I'm at now is investing, learning how to invest and making up for that lost time. Fortunately, we're I still think, young. Yeah. I think that's actually a good segue to start talking about the future, but it's actually funny too, because like you said, Corbin, I remember I was like, look, you debt free now, like first class, like you balling, right? Like we're about to be giving it up, but it's like, no, like now we got to talk about the future. Like just because you're debt free doesn't mean it stops there. So I think that's like a really good transition to talk about, okay, once you're debt free or, and also you mentioned Corbin, like it doesn't just like stop when you're thinking about what I'm doing now tell me about your investing and like how you're transitioning to your future and Raven as well. Like you, you have a child, like how are you planning for their futures? Like, what does that look like? And Corbin, you mentioned like you can do both, like you can invest and pay off debt. So like, what does that look like for y'all? Raven, you want to start about? um... Yeah, I'll speak on that because I too followed Dave Ramsey and he really laid out the map for me. Like without him and his principles, I would not have gotten started because I was, I was gazelle intense, y'all. I was a little bit too intense. Like if I could go back, I would be like, Ripping, chill the fuck out. Cause I was like, thing. you can ask Willie. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, anyways, but rolling it back, I did not invest either, but I was, I never really knew much about it. But when he said like, don't invest, I was like, I ain't doing, I ain't touching everything. I stopped everything that I was even doing because I wanted as much as possible to go to my debt. And then um, realizing like fast forward to now, I'm like, yikes, like this is my retirement versus my husband's, you know, who I'm like, whoa, I need to, I need to do it. So right now in our budget, like I'm now investing in retirement as, aside from my job. Like I am now maxing out my 401k and I am now investing in retirement. Cause I'm like, because even though I'm paying off debt, I still got to save for the future. I cannot, I, I have to do it both. Like I have to run my numbers again. You got to sacrifice. You recently, things. you guys recently got a life insurance policy too, right? We recently got a life insurance policy. So we recently got a financial advisor um, because I'm like, we need to know where we're going, what this, especially like, 
I got the debt, I got the budgeting, but I ain't got nothing else, y'all. Like I need help. Uh, I know you can people can do it on their own, and that's fine. But like when when you're managing a, a a different type of like when you want a different type of wealth, I think you need some guidance. I really believe that you need some guidance, and we have a lot of assets. So I'm like, we got to know what to do with it. So we got a financial advisor recently and I had life insurance right when I had my son. I was like, life insurance me, please. ASAP. Cause I'm like, I, you know, that's mama bear. And you're like, I got a life insurance policy on myself. Yeah. I told my husband to do it, but I love him, but he's a husband and he'd never get it done. But like recently I'm like, nah, we got to get life insurance. The whole family. Cause we had um, a close friend of ours died and she had a life insurance policy. We got it at the same time. And just that kind of just like smacks you in the face when someone dies at 30 or 31 and no life and think about no life insurance, like that leaves the community just, you know, their family distraught. And this happens a lot in the black community, like a lot, but we go, that's a, that's a segue for a different time. So when that happened recently, I was like, no, up my life insurance, Willie, your life insurance. So we both just got million dollar policies. Um, and we have one out in our son, Liam is also, uh, because just at this age, this is the perfect time to get life insurance. Like the so, perfect time. Do you guys have, and Jazz, this is for you too. So both of you guys have little boys. Do you guys have a college fund or like, what are you guys doing in terms of like college savings? Yeah. And I will say, so the life insurance policy is great because we're talking about student loan debt, right? And I think one of the questions that we got was like, what happens to my student loans like after I die? And right. we shouted out our co-signers. We we're like, shout out to the co-signers. But depending on if it's private or federal, those co-signers will be burdened with that debt, right? So if you have a good life insurance policy, you want to get enough to cover whatever debt that you have. Plus, like on top of that, funeral expenses. And then even on top of that, like leaving your family for your kids. Yeah, like leaving something behind for your family. So that's like a good thing to build generational wealth so that you're not burdening, burdening your kid with like receiving nothing or like having to like dig into their pockets to pay for your funeral, whatever it would be. Um, But on top of that, there's like the 529, which I opened for Mandela, which is a college savings plan, because if he, and it doesn't have to be college, it can be a trade school or whatever it is, but I want him by the time he's 18 to have money and say like, this is what I want to do. And I don't want him to necessarily go the loan route, like if he doesn't have to. So I think what's great about us is because we've been through the student loan experience, we've been through the refund check experience, we can do better for our kids and make sure that they're not going through the same thing as well. So like, I know Raven, you're thinking about Liam and making sure he's set. I'm thinking about Mandela, making sure he's set. Like I want him to have the money so that he can do whatever he needs to do and he doesn't have to go into debt to do it. Okay, so it's wild. I used to think of kids whose parents pay for their college is spoiled, right? Like they're so spoiled. Right, right. Like, they have, like they're so privileged. How dare they? Well, you I know? mean, but look at who who was the people who were getting. You're, college you're right. It was like a lot of time, it was white people, right? It was. Like it was. We, we didn't have our my parents couldn't afford to pay for me to go to school. So it's like a lot of black people can't afford to pay for you their are school. Absolutely correct. And I think it wasn't until I got older that I started meeting black people who parents did pay for their college. And again, my first immediate, like the dumb me is like, wow, that's so spoiled. Then I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. Why would you want your child to go through this? Like, right. why would you know? So Liam has a 529, he has an UPMA, blah, blah, blah. I asked people, um, Willie's granddad actually opens. Willie's 529 for when we, when I got pregnant as a gift to us for a baby, he puts money in it for Christmas. He puts money in it for his birthday. We put money into it. 
Um, so my, if he decides not to go to college, well, he didn't go to college. He went to trade school. That's right. fine. You can use that for that. Or you could roll it into another kid's name. I could roll it into my grandkids' names. You know, it doesn't just have to be for him and just for a university, but for me and my son, he's not having debt, like no student loan debt. I do not yeah. want, you want to go to Yale? Okay, boo-boo, you got the money. And that's how I feel about it. Like, that's just me personally. I am very passionate about it. No, like you're not going down that road. This is how we create wealth. So yeah. And I think really important to mention because both of you guys do five two nines, is that depending on what state you live in, yes, it's it's different. So I know some states they will allow you to roll into your kids your kids' names. Other states they may not. Like it just really varies from state to state when you do a five two nine. I know some people that are like, and eh, maybe I won't do a five two nine because my kid may not go to yeah. college. There's Atma and Ugma. Yeah, there's a lot of other things. Other options, yeah. Do right. your research for your child. I have Liam's, and then I opened another one recently just because, like, when we decide to have another kid, I just kind of want to get the ball rolling, right? It's in my name right now, but I can change it over. So just do your research and yep. set your kids up for success because, like, you know, it's no shade to what, you know, us and what we went through, but I want to do better for the next generation. Like, we're trying to build generational wealth. And same for Liam when he has kids and stuff like that. So that is my whole mindset. Like, everything I do at this point is for my kid. So, I mean, and my husband too, but I love him, but you know, but, but seriously, it's for, it's for my generation. Do you guys think, well, I think the five to nine may be a little bit different. I think the question that um, someone was, or a conversation I was having, will you tell your kid that you have this money saved for their college? Five to nine is different because it has to be used for college, mm -hmm. but perhaps you're saving and you're investing it in a different, you've opened up a um, investment account in your kid's yeah. name. Will you tell your kid? And it's going to be different, but I was thinking that I probably wouldn't, especially I if it's just it, yeah. like being invested, get all the scholarships you can, right? If you get on an athletic scholarship, great. This money can be used for something else. Um, but you said, Jazz, you wouldn't tell them. Yeah, I think we, we could probably have a whole nother show when you get into like parenting. But like, yeah, I mean, you want your kids to grind and like have to fight for whatever they have, work hard for it. I don't want them to know that I got your back you know, like I want them to obviously trust me and whatever, but like, I don't want them to know financially that it's like, okay, do whatever you want. Mom's going to pay for it. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I, I mean, I probably won't tell them, but I just, I'm going to have their back and make sure that they're set and don't have to take out debt. Yeah. I agree. Um, in a sense, uh, Liam's other grandparents opened his like investment thing, but like, I think for me and him, when we have the conversation, like, no dog, you doing exactly what your mama did apply for every scholarship, right? Every <laughs> grant. Write, write the letters, like you're going to be, you know, do these things because like the, the grind doesn't stop. And I think when you tell the kids like, oh, it's, you know, when they have like, oh, no worries, the, the hard work stops, right? Like, with no hard work and money, that just leads to trouble. So no, we're going to, we, I need you to work hard for it. And, and then I'm like, oh, by the way, you can always go here. I mean, your mama got you anyway. So, but yeah. like at 18, when you tell some kid they get all this money, they, it's 18, they wilding out. They don't care. So I'm not, I don't plan on telling Liam. Right. Well, I will just say I am so proud of us. I am proud of especially you, Corbin, for paying yes. off your student debt and being a real life example. I think that really helps us in like our friend circle to see someone who's actually done it. And that keeps us motivated because we know it's possible, right? Like we're with you shooting in the gym. We're like, if Corbin can do it, like we can do it too. Yeah. And that's amazing. You are like one of my biggest motivations when it yeah, comes to sometimes like, you, you listen to other people, you see other people, but you don't know them. So you're like, oh, you must've had some help or like your parent, you must've been living with your parents or your parents helped you, or you didn't have as much 
dead as me. So it doesn't feel real, but like yeah. knowing that you did it, Corbin, like that's amazing. Me and Raven are right behind you. We're going to do that too. Um, side hustle. That's what we forgot. Raven about side hustling and how much we actually have hustling. a whole episode on side hustling. We that have went, a whole okay. That went into my payoff too, though. I had a side hustle. I gosh, there's so many things that happened during this time, but a side hustle is also, and we can have a whole episode. When we I, have the episode, we're gonna talk about side hustle. Yeah, we do. We have that plan. So I will make sure we drop that in the comments so people can look forward to that. But we have a whole yeah. episode about side hustle, so we'll do that. Um, but is there anything else, you guys, before we wrap up that you want to say as far as student loan debt and repayment? I feel like this was a really good discussion. Um, and I'm just so proud of you guys. What you got? I, I would say to the ones who have the mindset of like, I'm never going to pay them off. I really want you just to reevaluate those. I want you to really look into your loans because I think when we see those big numbers, we get just scared. Yes. Write your loans down one by one. Um, look at the interest rates. I have a whole spreadsheet on Google Sheets just so I can see it. Um, and just be like, oh, I can tackle these couple. Like start, because once you start that momentum, you really, like Corbin said, you really get into it. Uh, you don't have to die with them. Like they, ain't gonna, they don't have to get over you. Uh, do not wait for nobody to forgive anything because if it don't happen, you'll be mad. So just, I just say really just take a deep dive into that you can, you really can do it. Like, I had, I'm, I was that person. So I know I can do it. You can do it too. And a few years, few years of sacrifice to be balling out on like some private Island with your friends. Like, I feel like it's worth it. Yeah. Sure, when we done, just know we going somewhere. Yes. Ready. <laughs> yeah. And I, and just to add, I think that if you can do it, right. I think there are some people that really, really need loan forgiveness in this country. Oh, yeah. um, and I could do it. If you can, if you have the means to do it, you're going to feel so much better about yourself while you're doing it, even after the fact, because you're going to be accomplishing something that sadly seems like an impossible feat these days. Yeah. So if you can do it. it go ahead. And do it. You will, it, look, if I can get through 130 by myself, you can do it. So Absolutely. I got to say it's all about just taking that one small step of evaluating where you're at. Cause once you look at it and you see, you're like, Oh shit, I could do this. Like I yeah. can afford to pay on this. So like, Take that first step. Take a look at what you're working with. Two, three, five years. It goes by fast. It goes no, by so fast. Yeah, yeah. So you guys can do okay, it. Okay, wait. Before we end, Jack, you said something like, just take a look where you at. Know where you are. Like, that's the big, when you see what you're bringing in and what's coming out, like, you're like, oh, that's it. Then most probably your money's probably going to Amazon or the bars or whatever you're doing, right? You so then that's when we get into talking about a budget. Another episode, yeah. budgets are bomb, budgets are big, but you can do whatever you want to do, but a budget can help. Y'all have faith in y'all. We can, we can all do it. Like we, we she did it. We going to do it. You going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're doing, we are doing it. We are actively doing it. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of She's Gotta Have It, episode two, Mo Money, Mo Problems. Please submit your questions. If there was anything about student loan debt that we did not answer during this episode, shoot us a DM. We will gladly answer it. Um, and stay tuned for more episodes. Follow us at She's Gotta Save It. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.